0: Right to be read podcast, episode number 133. Interview with Morgan MacDonald.
1: You are listening to the Right to be Read podcast. And this is your host, Ani Alexander.
0: Welcome to the Write to Bread podcast. It's me, An Alexander, and today, as always with this Write to Bread podcast episode, I will try to inspire and encourage you. And I think at this period especially, it's very important. And why is that? Well, because we are at November, and November is what? November is the National Novel Writing Month. So, more than 300,000 Writers right now are starting their novels so they will be writing novels in a month at nanorimo.org and it's very challenging it's very intensive month it's very difficult and I hope that you have already started yeah that you are moving forwards, that you are punching the, those word codes and that at the end of this month you will end up with a novel I am not really doing a nanorimo this time I'm doing something different and I will share you about my experiences and my choices in the next episode most probably Uh, but I still write every day and I have started writing my novel today so I'm in the same place with you guys and I have the same challenges so today I have a special guest Her name is Morgan uh, MacDonald and she helps people in their writing journey and today we will be talking about things that are very important, especially if you are in this intensive writing period, uh, which is the reasons why people don't write although they want to. We cover writer's block, writer's depth, what to do when you lose inspiration, writing discipline, how to come up with new writing ideas. And the most important thing is uh, Morgan will share with us writing productivity tips, which I think you will need this month too. So let's start and dive into the interview. Hi, everyone. Thanks before coming, I'm recording live a podcast interview for the Right to Be Read podcast. And I'm, I'm still, you know, I, t- I spoke about this with Morgan. I'm surprised we didn't do an interview yet because this is like 130th interview approximately. And, you know, we do similar stuff. And we even, I have a feeling, have a little bit of overlap of audiences of the mm. same people who listen to both of us and who kind of follow us both. But um, we never actually did anything together. So today is the day and <laughs> <laughs> and we can start. We will be talking about writer's block and productivity in terms of writing. So what we will do is I will start recording. Morgan will introduce herself. Hello, Morgan. Welcome. I'm really happy to have you over. So let's actually tell our guys who we are and what we do. So I'm giving the floor to you first. And let's go from there.
1: Thank you, Ani. I'm so excited to be here because I have lifted I've listened to your podcast for a while. And it's a really awesome podcast. So thanks for having me on. Um, And we do have a lot in common. Um, I'm a writing coach and editor and author. So like you, I see both sides of the writing sort of Table, and um, I work mostly with nonfiction authors, though. And I, am as a writing coach, I walk with them from sort of vague idea to their first draft to finished manuscript. So we walk that journey kind of together, chapter by chapter. And then I also do editing, um, like taking a first draft and reshaping it into, you know, the finished book that's really powerful and compelling. And so a lot of my advice and that I give, um, in podcasts and on Periscopes and and in my blog is geared around this like motivation and productivity and really getting clear on what your book is about and how to get all the way to the end. And I, oh, I should, I'll go ahead and plug my, um, business and blog or run out of paperravenbooks.com.
0: Okay good very good I mean I've been following you for a while so you know Morgan is doing great job and uh, I guess what I'm doing is um, my podcast does something similar in terms of advice and in terms of uh, um, you know talking about writing and giving tips and stuff like that and later on I also uh, would publish my book today we actually with now, are doing what needs to be done after you've gone through the things with Morgan and you have already written the book. So we cover all the things that need to be done to the book and uh, with the publishing it. So uh, Write to Be Read podcast, publish my book today. That's where I am usually. Uh, That's what I do most of the time. So uh, if I'm not writing and, you know, I should write much more than I am doing now, that I should admit. Okay, so, I mean, since I admitted that I have this problem of not writing as much as I should, let's try to understand what might be the possible reasons for that.
1: Oh, gosh, there are so many, (laughs) so many reasons that come up around why people are not writing. I mean, the first things that pop to mind, you know, are people say, I don't have enough time, right? Or I don't have enough energy at the end of the day, or life is really busy right now. And like, maybe it'll be less busy in like a few days, weeks, months, whatever. And, most of that, I think, really boils down to kind of excuses, and we know it. <laughs> we just don't want to admit it. And so, like the time thing, um, there's something that really interesting that happens when you decide, like I am going to write this book. You know, as in Texas, we would say, "Come hell or high water." <laughs> like, but you have this <laughs> this force of commitment behind the decision, and it's almost like time like bends around and becomes more. I don't know more spacious. <laughs> like suddenly you find time where you didn't think you had time before and you find energy where you didn't think you had energy before. And it's not, if your book really is calling to be written, it's not so bad to get up at four thirty or five o'clock in the morning to write before the kids get up. Um, you know, and, and, we give ourselves a lot of excuses, I think, because we're afraid to commit, because what if our book doesn't turn out the way that we want it to be? You know, what if it's not oh, yeah. worth it? What if um we get to the end and we write this book and we let someone read it and they're like, gosh, this is terrible. And you're like, why did I waste all that time and energy? But the 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 trick is that you have to have that commitment up front because otherwise the book will never be written and you'll never know and you'll just have this regret. Oh yeah. And so it really comes down to making that decision and and discovering why the book is important to you in the first place. And if you can really like latch on and hang on to that, why like the time and the energy and the busyness kind of fades into the background and you're focusing on like the book and it just becomes so compelling that you can't help but write it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Actually, what I remember is uh, we spoke about this on podcasts a lot about time and not having time and the challenge of finding time and stuff like that. But actually, uh, what Chris Brogan told me and I kind of, you know, it, it, it stayed in my memory was that everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. So basically, it's not really about finding time, it's about making time. So you just, you know, you usually make time for things that are priority to you. And I guess, you know, the time won't be an issue anymore once the writing becomes a priority. And then you start with that.
1: Mm -hmm, Exactly. And once you really solidify on your life only has room for a few priorities. And so it's true that once the book becomes a priority, other things might, like I said, fade into the background for a season. You know, I mean, not everything is equally important all the time. And so there are seasons in life where maybe you sacrifice something just even for three months to write the book. And I think that's something that um, is like a a misconception for a lot of people who are coming into the writing world is that they think that writers write for like an hour or more every single day Mm. for their entire lives. (laughs) And that's just not true. I mean, to write a book, you really need to set aside like a three, well, anywhere from two months to six months, depending on how long your book is and focus on the book and um, for that season you know make that a priority and then when the book is finished you can return to sort of quote-unquote normal life and writers do the same thing they have the same sort of seasonal life
0: oh yeah yeah exactly I agree so let's let's just uh, think about someone who thinks first of all I mean I'm looking at the subject and we are decided that we're going to talk about writer's block so do you believe in writer's block do you think that such thing exists (sighs) Um,
1: I, I don't believe in writer's block the way that most people talk about it, which is, um, writers tend to say, I know what I want to say, but I don't know how to say it. So that I think is actually a false way of communicating what they're struggling with. Most writers, um, when they reach that point where there's like a brick wall and they're like, there's something that I want to say on the other side of the wall, but I can't put words to it. It's just they think that they have to clarify the idea first and then write it, but it's the exact opposite. You write and then clarify. And so I don't believe in writer's block in that um, you aren't physically able to write (laughs) because, of course, you're physically able to write. (laughs) And Mm. and so what I usually, when I'm working with authors who are experiencing this writer's block, um, we actually do a quick mindset shift exercise first, which is um, reconnecting with your why. So we revisit why they started writing the book in the first place, what kind of impact or change were they hoping to make in the lives of their readers and in their own lives. And so we actually condense this why we write it out into like three, four five sentences. And the, the author literally has to write out I am writing this book because it will change my readers' lives in this way. And it will change my life in this way. And I encourage them to even dream big and say, like, I will sell books and have a business and be able to live, you know, the life I want to live. So capture all of those, like, hopes and dreams around the book. Write it out. And then suddenly that motivation is, it, like, sort of wells up again. And you're, like, ready to write even if you aren't, even if you're still a little bit stuck on what to write, and then you're more able and willing to do like free writing, like where you're just spitting out words for twenty minutes at a time, and the if you will continue and persist at free writing when you aren't sure what you're writing, the clarity will come.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, I was told that you know, use when you have a perceived writer's block you actually what you're doing is you're start you have to start to write the bad stuff before the good stuff comes Mm -hmm. out so (laughs) that's how many explain that You actually brought a really important and interesting uh, thing that I've been thinking about quite a lot and talking about quite a lot lately, and that's the writer's mindset and how important it is and how much it's actually bringing... you know, uh, you to a certain state, which either helps with your writing, or it just becomes an obstacle and stops you from writing. So let's talk about that. In this case, what should be are there any ways so a person a writer who who starts to write his book, and I would even go further and say his first book um, puts himself into the right mindset?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, the why statement is a really important foundational. So I would really encourage anyone who is either starting a book or is stuck in the middle of a book to revisit that why exercise that we just talked about, the three to five sentences, how this book will impact your reader and how it will impact your life. Um, and then I would recommend um, sort of a acknowledging your own self-doubts exercise. So when you sit down to write – Or actually, it could really be at any point in which you're thinking about your book. What doubts come to mind? Mm -hmm. So, the most common ones are: I'm not that good at writing. Um, I don't really have time. Um, I'm not good at grammar. Uh, I don't have a really clear idea of what the book's going to look like from beginning to end, and so write those doubts down. So put them into words. Right now they're just swirling in your head and you're probably repeating the same doubts. Like you get up in the morning and you have the exact same Mm -hmm. (laughs) doubts refraining in your head and then they just continue to swirl and come back around throughout the day. So you got to stop that like pattern real fast. And so I find it's helpful to actually write them down and literally say like, I am bad at grammar. <laughs> Write it down. Um, I don't know what this book like. looks like from beginning to end. Write it down mm-hmm. and then go back and reframe that doubt. Acknowledge that there is some truth to it. Maybe you're not stellar at grammar. maybe you got Cs in English. okay, that's fine and then put a put a positive spin on it a a reassurance. I'm not that great at grammar comma but I can hire an editor who is great at grammar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I don't have time right now, comma, right? That part may be true, comma, but I can have time from eight thirty to nine o'clock tonight. So take that doubt, put a comma, add a, but, <laughs> and add something positive to it. Um, and then the last one I would say is I don't know what my book like looks like from beginning to end, comma, <laughs> but I can take the next step forward. I can write the next chapter. And mm-hmm. and so that you, and when you reach the end of that new sentence, you should feel a little bit more encouraged, a little bit more like, yeah, I think I can do this. And when those self-doubts come back around, just go back to that new, more empowering sentence is, I think, a pretty solid exercise for most writers to do. I mean, I do it all the time.
0: <laughs> okay, I see <laughs> Okay, we have an interesting question here. And I want to address that. Let's say we put ourselves in the right mindset. And we kind of followed your tips, and it worked. And we started to write and we're really inspired and motivated. It works, it flows, it's great. And then at some point, I think it happens with everyone writing any book, we kind of sort of lose motivation, inspiration at some point. So what do we do then? I mean, how do we get that back? Is it a muse that kind of disappeared or, you know, we need to wait for it or, you know, what happens? It's gone. It's not there anymore. What do we do? Yeah, I think the one of the more
1: important things is to not beat yourself up over it because it happens to everyone. Just because you lose motivation for, you know, a week or a month, like that doesn't mean that you're not a writer. In fact, <laughs> All writers go through that, so don't don't beat yourself up, don't kick yourself, don't say, "Oh, look at all this time that I've wasted." Like that's in the past; it doesn't matter anymore. So just start from today. Say, "Okay, I'm," you know, today's another day, and I'm gonna write. And then set yourself a goal. Just say, "I'm gonna write 500 words." I don't know if they're gonna be good. I don't know if they're gonna be about this topic, but just release yourself from that that weight and the guilt and the negativity, because that is not going to serve you well in finishing your book. You really need to bring yourself back into a place of feeling more positive and optimistic before the writing is even going to feel good anymore. So it's almost like the energy that you bring to the writing is as important as what you write. So if you continue to beat yourself up and talk negatively to yourself, you're not going to want to write. So don't do not do that. <laughs> instead, give yourself some compassion, give yourself, you know, uh, a get out of jail free card, just say it's okay, it's life. And then like, keep it light, keep it fun. We're writing books, people, we are not like, this is not the end of the world, right? Okay, so let's not put more weight and seriousness on it than is really necessary. These are books, they are beautiful, they are educational, they are transformative. But we're not like setting off Bombs or anything like we're not doing anything that's truly life or death so let's keep it in perspective this is this writing should be um it should be invigorating it should be something that you love doing and if for some reason you are feeling off one day or one week like It's okay. Put it aside and come back to it. And I like to revisit my why statement. I read it aloud in the morning. So I have my own little three to five sentence why statement. And I read it out loud. And if I'm feeling like that motivates me, I sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write 500 words and see what happens.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. Okay, so let's talk about productivity part. Let's say, I mean, we all know that life happens. We, we, you know, some of us have kids, some of us have full-time jobs and, you know, different states of uh, emotional states that we go through during different days when, uh, you know, things can actually get on your way. So, um, I mean, how do you make sure that you're disciplined enough to actually, you know, write every day, even if it's just few you know, paragraphs or something really small, but you make sure that you don't really lose that uh, wave of, uh, you know, being in this creative um, writing mode, let's say. Because if you, if you kind of, you know, stop for several days, it's much harder to get back to, right?
1: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Um, I usually track progress in terms of weeks. So I want to make a certain amount of progress each week. So that way it gives me a little bit of flexibility on, on which days that's going to happen. So I recommend for most of the authors that I work with that we make, um, three to 5,000 words of progress each week, which for most people is about three to five hours of writing. Mm. Um, and some people it's even faster. So that could look like 30 minutes every day, or it could look like three or four hours on a Saturday, depending on kind of your schedule. But what I recommend doing is actually, at the beginning of your week, looking at your week's calendar and sort of plotting those um, primary writing times. Mm-hmm. so for each day, like you'll say, "Okay, Monday, let me look and see what what how busy it is, where could I find you know x amount of writing time, and plug it into your calendar right And for every primary writing time, have a backup. If you don't hit that primary time, know ahead of time. When you are going to write. Okay, so Monday morning you were going to write from 5 to 6 a.m. and you hit snooze. And at 6 a.m., what do you do now? You should not think about it because you should already have a backup plan. You should say, all right, I knew that if Monday 5 to 6 a.m. didn't work, it was going to have to be 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. And that is an automatic. It's not a decision that you have to make because you already made it at the beginning of the week. And I think that's really important. And people who study willpower – Notice that if you um, try to make the decision in the middle of the day, you're going to go for what's easiest, right? right. So if at the beginning of the week, when you have all the willpower and the energy and the motivation, go ahead and make those decisions here are the days of the week. These are my primary writing times. And for each of those, here's my backup writing time. And that really helps release you from having to make the decision on the fly, because we will all choose TV and chocolate over writing (laughs) at the end of the day. So decide ahead of time that you're going to write instead.
0: Okay, I see. Well, let, let's talk about actually, you know, I, I guess it's more relevant to fiction writers than nonfiction writers, because nonfiction writers are actually sharing their knowledge and experiences. And usually they know what they are going to write about, as opposed to the fiction writers. So when if you are a fiction writer, and you want to write a book, but you don't have the idea yet, like, you know, what your book will be about, and you you, you just you're starting from scratch, and you're sitting they're thinking and you're having this blank kind of document or you know, <laughs> scrivener open and you're kind of staring at it, and you really want to start writing a book, but you really don't know what about. So where do you get these initial ideas of you know what you are going to start writing about?
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think some of my nonfiction writers would agree with you. They're like, I want to write a book about being an introverted physician, but I have no idea what that's going to look like. And so even though it's nonfiction and fiction, I think the experience is sometimes similar. So what I usually recommend when someone has just a vague idea and they're not really sure how to start, I actually recommend um, doing five days in a row of free writing so I know I just said that you don't need to write every day, but mm. <laughs> for this particular process, I do actually recommend setting aside those five days and doing free writing, which is a particular it's a particular type of exercise. So um, Mark Levy, uh, L-E-V-Y, actually mm. wrote a book called Accidental Genius about this, and it's a fantastic book. But I So I have borrowed from him in this exercise, but um, it's super simple. You get a timer, and I always write with a timer. I always set a timer for like 25 minutes when I'm writing. But for this, yeah, uh, it's like my favorite tool. And maybe we should talk about that after this too. But um, set a timer for like 10 minutes. Make it short, make it doable, make it feel easy. Set a timer for 10 minutes. You're going to turn off all your, you know, distractions, no phone, no browser, no kids. (laughs) Make sure the kids are taken care of. And literally no interruptions because you want to like focus your mind Mm -hmm. super like intensely on this 10 minute chunk of writing and you you know, put your keyboard hands to the keyboard and you literally type as fast as you physically can. It is super uncomfortable at first <laughs> because you are, you're typing faster than you can actually think is the goal because you have lots of like ideas and associations and memories sort of stored up in your brain. Right. Um, but Before you can actually get them out, usually the judgmental part of your brain is saying, no, it's a terrible idea. Don't write that. That's dumb. You get three words out and you say, oh, those those don't sound good. And you, you know, delete, backspace, erase. So this is actually trying to push past that part of your brain. And if you can type or write, if you handwrite faster, that's fine, Um, faster than you think for 10 full minutes. I guarantee you will have a new insight because there is something in the back of your brain that you just have not tapped into yet. And so you can start with five minutes on the first day and then 10 minutes on the second day. And then the third day you can try 15, but do five days in a row. And the reason I recommend it being in a row is because when you – activate or start to bring those thoughts to the forefront of your mind and then you're going to go about your day or go to sleep or those sorts of things and then you come back and try to re-access them it's almost like they're easier to pull up again it's Mm -hmm. like your brain is like okay I've been sort of mulling over this and it's easier now and so when you do that five days in a row every single time you'll have a new insight and so I would bet big money by the end of five days, you'll be ready to really start organizing what your book is going to look like.
0: Okay, I see. I should try that. I never did. It should. <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk about the productivity tips that help you most. I mean, what, what are you doing usually to make sure that your writing is productive and you make uh, most of your time actually?
1: Yeah, so I actually have three top tips for productivity. Number one is use a timer. <laughs> I love, love my time. Well, I mean, my timer is my phone, but, um, <laughs> but every single time I sit down to write anything like blog posts, I'm going to sit down and answer a bunch of emails. I'm going to actually work on my book or my course or whatever it is I'm writing. I always pull out my timer and I set up for 25 minutes. And at the end of 25 minutes, I take a five minute break. And if I'm still working on it, I come back and do another 25 minutes. Mm. So the beauty of 25 minutes is if you are actually focused on this one thing, no email, no phone, no texting, no whatever, 25 minutes, you can make significant progress. Even if that's all you do that day is write for 25 focused minutes on your book, that's progress. So that's actually how I wrote uh, my book that I just released this summer was my baby was four months old and we were getting up in the morning for the first feeding before everyone else was awake. And so we'd do our feeding. I'd put her down on the couch and I would set my phone for 25 minutes. She couldn't roll over at that point, which was nice.
0: <laughs> She's got a little bigger now. Then it now. becomes harder, right? It becomes
1: harder. But um, I would write for 25 minutes and that's it. That's all I would do for the rest of the day. Then it was off to, you know, busy life. And I mean, when I'm at work, right now this is like client time and business time and so I'm not writing a book right now. <laughs> and I just did that every day for a little over two months and had a book. So don't don't underestimate the power of working with a timer and working in 25 minute intervals. It's super powerful. Um, the second one is to track your progress. Mm-hmm. So every writing session, write down the date, and the word count like how many words that you wrote and how many minutes you wrote so that you can see a progress um unfolding on the sheet it's really awesome to watch that happen um mm-hmm. and then you look back over the last month and you're like I did write <laughs> you know I really did I produced 10,000 words and that's great yeah my book's not done but I am making progress so that's a really great thing to keep you motivated and then the third one is, um, and we mentioned this earlier, is to actually to aim for three to five hours per week and to schedule that out at the beginning of the
0: week. Okay, I see. Wow, Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit like, you know, I want to drift slightly aside, but I guess it's all linked together. So I guess we can cover that too. What about encouragement? I mean, writers are usually kind of quite vulnerable creatures, especially when they are writing, and especially when they think that their writing is not good enough. So where they should look for the encouragement. Let's, let's say, I mean, not everyone has that around them. Like, you know, maybe your family is not really specifically supporting you at that point, or you don't really have friends who read your books and stuff like that. So uh, what should one do when he kind of has this need for encouragement, but doesn't have it in his life yet?
1: I mean, you and I are in the online writing world, and we are around writers all the time. We know that writers are on Facebook and Twitter and Periscope and Blab. I mean, the communities are here if you want to join us. So if you have not yet joined some sort of online community to support you in your writing, I'm betting it's because you're scared of being visible.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, yeah, you may not have someone in your family or someone at work or a close friend who gets your writing. Then go find someone who does. I mean, we are here. You know, we're online. We're talking to each other. We're talking about writing all the time. Get out there and talk to us, you know, like post comments, tweet, get into a Facebook group. Like go in search of that. If your writing is important, you're going to have to get visible about it and you're going to have to talk to people about it. So go ahead and like Push past that fear and just find a Facebook group, join it, and post a comment. And that is step
0: one, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I think that that's, hard. It's just fear. Exactly. I think that's kind of, you know, if you want to be a writer and an author, a published author, you actually, there are some components of the thing which you don't specifically like like you know dealing with criticism being vulnerable by sharing your writings with people you never know whether they will like it or not and stuff like that. So I guess it's it's kind of I always say it's a whole package. That's part of being a writer. So you should embrace that too because um, without that you won't be able to be one. So you actually I mean you are a writer because you write obviously, but you know you can't really be an author and you specifically you can't build career around that if you're not getting used to that part too so you have to kind of grow a thick skin and um Uh, you know it uh, with the time it becomes easier it's never gone but it becomes easier for sure
1: (laughs) yeah when you're first starting out you have to seek out that feedback that you're talking about I mean you have to ask for it once you actually publish the feedback is coming your way whether you're ready for it or not Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you put something on Amazon you're going to get reviews and comments so start easy go find some some other writers and make some friends and ask them if you can email them your your draft and they'll probably say yes and they'll probably give you some feedback and that will be great for your journey
0: oh yeah definitely okay so let's like the last question and I'm opening the seats for the audience so um, let's go like more global and um, I want you to share with newbie writers your one most important tip
1: start writing today (laughs) Uh, that may sound a bit trite but it's true because most of us would rather Think about writing, talk about writing, read about writing, consume all of this content about writing, but it's never going to happen until you start writing and you might as well start today. So even if you have thought about starting a book or if you started a book and it kind of fell by the wayside and you're just waiting for the right time to pick it back up, just start today. No pressure, light and fun. 500 words, just write something about it. And that is the only thing that is going to start your momentum. There is no other tip trick, whatever around writing. Like you, you just gotta, you gotta put 500 words out there. That's step one. (laughs) And you know, then this other, this motivation, the why the schedules, that stuff will come, you know, you will improve and you will get better at it, but you have to start writing today because if you don't start today, then when will you?
0: Okay guys. So after this podcast, me and Morgan encourage you to go and start writing the first five hundred words. Okay, I but, do
1: have well, yeah. I, sorry to interrupt. Sure. I do have a special gift for your podcast listeners. So if you want to know sort of the twelve steps that I use to coach authors through this book writing process, um it's it's I call it the twelve easy steps to write an ebook that builds your business and boosts your platform. Um, it is, it's a, a quick start sort of ebook guide. And I put a, a special link up for you at paperravenbooks.com slash Ani, A-N-I. And you guys can just go download, download that for free. And that will lay out the whole book writing process for you.
0: Oh, great. Go and grab it guys. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Okay. It seems like that's it for this episode. I really hope that this interview has been useful for your novel writing but there is an extra content as well, because as you have noticed, I have recorded this on Blab live, and some of the listeners had the chance to interact with the guest and ask their own questions after the show. So basically, you can watch the whole thing at wwwanalexandercom backwards slash 133. And if you follow me on Blab at analexander.com backwards slash Blab, then you will be notified every time I will be recording a new podcast episode or I will be on Blab interacting live with you guys. So that was it for now. I wish you a productive novel writing month and I'll see you in the next episode. Take care and keep writing.